All right. Uh, welcome to Dead in Goal. My name is Jeff Santanera, and joining me again, James Smith. Uh, James, uh, how are we this morning? Yeah, good, Jeff. Good. It's um, considering I'm in the a millionth week of lockdown. It's uh, <laughs> somehow getting through it. I used Maybe to- this podcast is uh, is the main the main thing each week that keeps me going. Yeah. I-, I used to be sorry for you, but uh, now, that, now since that I've joined your ranks down here. No, just yeah, suffering just in solidarity now. No, no solidarity, but no sympathy. That's that's the that's new true. slogan. That's it. Eh? It's like um, Tasmania and South Australia and WA and Queensland. They're, they're not cool. We're the cool ones because mm. we're, you know, a bit bruised and battered. Well, they don't they don't play rugby league there, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We've just discovered the link. <laughs> that's the that, that, that's just isn't it. Well, uh, thanks for uh, listening in again uh, this week. Um, just uh, before we get into into today's topics, uh, just our usual shout out at the top to Sydney Podcast Studios and, and Rod Murray uh, for their and his help in uh, helping us come out every week. Uh, James, um, some interesting news just uh, developing, uh, well, throughout this week, but also this morning. Uh in terms of uh, expansion in the NRL, a topic that, uh, you know, I love talking about endlessly. Uh, <laughs> but um, you had kind of an interesting take on uh, on the way some of the games played out this past weekend and uh, what uh, kind of what, what COVID kind of ha- uh, has enforced in terms of moving mm. the, co- the entire comp up north. But um yeah, what was uh, what was your feel in terms of some of these uh, some of these uh, kind of regional visits that uh, that the NRL took in uh, in this past round? Yeah, no, it was it was really good to see, wasn't it? Like mm. it's as you say, like COVID has thrown up all these challenges, but it's also thrown up a lot of opportunities as well for the game. Um, mm. And yeah, it, it just got me thinking about every time expansion comes into the news cycle. Or to the issues cycle, it's as if um, it's almost as if everything relies on on expansion for the growth of the game, and 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 I think it's important to yes expand the competition, but keep growing the game and keep giving the games um, you know long term um, constituents like what they want, and 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 that's and that's NRL, and I I, I loved watching on TV, I loved seeing the um. The events at uh, Rocky and, and Toowoomba with those matches um, really reaching out to the diehard fans who, surprise, surprise, you know, there are fans outside of Sydney and Brisbane mm-hmm. and um, they, they look like awesome, awesome events. And, um, yeah, I can imagine putting those events on while not, while not being that cheap. I reckon perhaps... If they if they kept every NRL team to playing a game in a one game in a regional area each year, surely that's got to be less ex, a less expensive way of expanding the league apart from setting up up teams, which I've heard could cost third um fifteen twenty million dollars a year to set up. That's just my initial thoughts on it. What was your take? Well, yeah, I mean, this is this is the pernicious logic of. Of how how a football code uh, gains new fans, uh, mm. you know, it, it forever is in search of these kind of greenfield areas where there are lots of uh, 
in in the language of the churches, there are lots of souls to be won over, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and you get this kind of really to to extend and then twist this analogy to a really terrible place. You get this unholy commingling of, of uh, with commerce. Uh, and this idea that uh, this very corporate idea of the, the new customers that can be won over, and they're they're prioritized above everything, isn't it? The, mm. the, these these masses of uh, of these new kind of clean skins that can that you can incorporate into your fan base, whereas mm. the regions tend to be seen as this thing that's you know kind of either a fan or or, or not, and you know then they're not great in number. And you know the return isn't isn't such a great thing, and yeah, I, I can remember like these these debates, and again, hate to bring up the BKG, particularly this early in the mm-hmm. pod, but I can remember these days you know, debates roiling over the past yeah you know, past decade of expansion in that code and of going into areas which weren't kind of traditional heartland versus you know kind of you know the, the almost really terrible kind of abandonment. Uh, that's that's gone on in in Tassie, but um, mm. yeah, I, I mean uh, the you know, the league uh, as in the NRL uh, plainly plays quite regularly uh, in in the regions. Uh, certainly, certainly has uh, a continued uh, relevance out there. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I always always thought you know it it made sense, and I believe you know uh, your club Penrith did this for for quite a while. Was it was it Bathurst that uh, they had uh, kind of uh, a long running kind of uh, yeah, tie to? Um, yeah, yeah, every they still every, do. Yeah. And, and and that's mainly sorry, just quickly, that's yeah. mainly to do as well with their string of leagues clubs that they have yeah. <laughs> yeah. across the country. But so I think, I think it's it would, easier for them to do that. I think it would be healthy for every kind of club. In in the comp to have some kind of uh, some kind of uh, tie like that to yeah, yeah to uh, another region. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah the code is meant that the league is national, like uh, and yep. should have should have national coverage, should have national relevance. But mm. yeah, it's I, I'm I'm quite agreement. I mean, I think one of the things that was you know kind of. One of the real upshots of, of Origin this year was being able to get it out to um, out of kind of you know, the capital cities and see how yeah. kind of the the crowds were able to to respond to it uh, in in that way. Uh, oh, for sure. It's it's surely surely part of the surely part of the mix. Um, yeah, it uh, it's it's interesting. Whenever you kind of this this point comes to mind, I'm always reminded of something um, that. Uh, the noted uh, kind of uh, kind of social political commentator George Megalogenes, uh, you know, some that you and I kind of read and quite admire. He he wrote about how uh, when he took a look at rugby league, he's he's a really dedicated BKG fan, but we'll forget him for, for, forgive him for that. Uh, that yeah, the the league uh, is really connected to the regions in a way that that his preferred code was not. And I think it would do well for uh, for 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 the league to kind of continue to cultivate that, um, mm. you know, uh, yeah, and over and above kind of yeah you know, those you know, periodic pronouncements that bush footy is dead and, and, and you know things like that. So it's, it's, um, it's probably it's it's not healthy, but mm. but event, but 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 it's not going to be healthy by ignoring it either. <laughs> That's right, yeah, mm. exactly right. But knowing that somebody out there from the big smoke cares enough to 
stage an NRL game out their way every now and then. That just to to city people, that's like tokenism. But to to bush footy fans, it's like it's awesome. Like mm. you see them, like they all get out there. Doesn't matter who, which two teams are playing. Like I mean, you'll see Souths fans everywhere, and we all know that. But you'll see jerseys of all all types um, out at these regional games, and and it's um. It's great to see. I don't know. I don't know where you wanted to go with expansion, but um, I don't know. Have you have you looked over the three? Well, yeah. three bids and yeah. yeah. I mean, the the big news that just emanated this morning, which will kind of uh, yeah. put a time mark on this on this pod. But uh, uh, right. two of the two of the three it, it uh, has been reported are, are going to merge. So we might be we, we might be just down to, to two bids, and and the two that are merging are the two which. Conveniently, have the name Brisbane on them. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's the, uh, the the Jets and Firehawks bids uh, that has not been finalised. Apparently, I think uh, Peter Valandi yeah. says that uh, that there, it was it was kind of being talked about, but uh, had not been worked through. But uh, mm. it could be simplified to the level of uh, of that bid versus uh, that of uh, of the Redcliffe Dolphins. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's. Um, this one just makes all the all the sense in the world. I think that uh, that they have a second side kind of in and around that uh, that Brisbane area. If it can kind of take in that that west of Brisbane space uh, even yeah. better, because you know that would seemingly be the the most logical kind of uh, area to try to to try to kind of cultivate to to get into. Uh, and, be- and, and people, people boo boo those sort of ideas, don't mm. they? It's not expansion if you're going to where the game is, but it's like it's just covering the bases and it's broadening the game's base. I, I look at it like that. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It, it definitely. I, I just think that there's an imbalance insofar as you know, Sydney can have what is it? Is it? It's technically nine teams, isn't it? But yeah. you know, that Brisbane really only has only has one like i I, you know i've been bad i i tend to count kind of brisbane the golden sunny coast all as one city so (laughs) we could say we could say two for brisbane or the you know the you know the 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 brisbane metroplexes and you know as i I want it to be wanted to be called but um yeah it uh yeah that that really strikes me as 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 league heartland and Mm. to not kind of have a presence there yeah particularly one that uh, i've always thought that it's not just for for that new entity or the new fans it might attract in and of itself i think it could really help the broncos and their their already existing fans i think that it could kind of you know, create a level of uh, of frisson and excitement within the town. And you've seen, you know, I think you have, you have way more. I don't really know Brisbane that well. Uh, you've kind of seen what league kind of, you know, it's really in the pores uh, of that town. And I think kind of having uh, another club kind of laying claim to it right there could could only serve to really energize it, uh, energize that to an even greater level. Yeah, definitely. And and it's a far cry. From when the Broncos came in, mm. and one, one of the um, one of the conditions of their entry was that no other team could be within them and the um, New South Wales Queensland border. Oh yeah, that yeah. Um, whereas now, that exact thing would would absolutely benefit the Broncos for sure. Like the, the Derby set up 
um, in, in sport never fails. It's always going to drive interest. And, oh, yeah, definitely. It's a really good point. Mm. The more teams, the better for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just simple. Like, yeah, it's funny how it's changed in um, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, I, I think w- w- with the expansion option as well, it's 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 easier and and it's right for um for, for for the league to consider Queensland teams as opposed to places like Adelaide and Perth because if you really go full on expansion that way, I've always thought that it puts a lot of pressure on, on the teams themselves to to drag the, the game along and to to develop the game. I think with, with expansion in places like Perth and Adelaide, um, you really need to announce your arrival 10 years yeah. in advance, I reckon. You've to start growing. on this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like tell people that they're going to get a team in a decade. That's where the grassroots interest is really going to, to, to generate and grow. And then when the team finally gets there, you've got a supporter base all, all ready to go, whereas if you just say, the Perth Reds are back, or the Adelaide Rams are back next year. There's no, there's no supporter base, and there's no growth yet. Mm. All you got is, say, a couple of thousand blokes our, our age who remember the Adelaide Rams, and <laughs> it's awesome that footy's back in Adelaide. But mm. that's pretty much all you're going to have. So, mm. but when you're talking about Queensland, you can put a team in next year or the year after, and it'll just immediately. Um, ignite interest, especially if you're talking about Redcliffe, like an actual club that actually has an actual actual stadium mm. and a sound financial model, and these other two franchises. You know, can you imagine the resources between those two? Hmm. I probably should let both of them in, both of the remaining bids in. Well, the, yeah. the what's impressive about all three bids is. They're all kind of club-backed, whether it be Redcliffe, Ipswich, right, uh, and, yeah. and, and Easts up in uh, yeah. in Brisbane. So they've all got that, which which I've, all, I've always thought kind of is a good thing because you've got yeah. kind of some institutional backing, which is to say you know, it's not the only way to success. I mean, we've seen even within the Australian context, existing clubs move up to – you know the the senior grade level and succeed. We've seen startup ventures um, also succeed. Uh, but yep. Uh, yep. the the people kind of running each each bit struck me as uh, as impressive people. Like you know you had former kind of high level Broncos officers. You've got um, you know you had uh, you know, kind of um, you know, Shane Richardson was involved with uh, with uh, with the Firehawks. Obviously, a man who knows how to run a footy club. You know, um, you know Ross Livermore's kid uh, with uh, with with the um, with the other one. Uh, yep. It's um, so there's I think there's a, there's a great degree of, of of confidence there, and yeah, it kind of also I guess ties in with a, a, another notion of you know that that kind of bubbled up again this week that mm. there seems to be a great degree of interest in, I, I, well, maybe this is dependent on which of the bids gets up, but uh, yeah, or maybe it's just, maybe it's just a talk, something to talk about as the season winds mm. down, but the level of interest from, you know, the likes of, of a Wayne Bennett to coach or Cameron Munster to go and be kind of like the, the central figure uh, of, a, of a new and developing club. I've, I've always been, interested in, in all of the um of all the sports i follow and to have seen kind of a, you know, expansion uh teams come along uh you you get kind of that that 
type of uh, interest, uh, I, I think there's, I, I think there's a real kind of charm going to a new club and kind of being a present at the creation a bit to you know to be there to help build something. Uh, yeah, again, I've got other examples that I could drag out from from the other footy card in Australia, but I'm, I'm not going to talk about that because <laughs> at risk of yeah, dragging this, this, this whole, uh, this whole enterprise down. But, uh, <laughs> That's right. but yeah, it's, uh, it, it, there, there is, um, there, yeah, there is, uh, there is a, a, an intrigue to it. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I'll, Okay, I'll do it. Uh, when I went and did a, uh, uh, did I spent a week with uh, with a certain startup football club in, in the in the west of Sydney, and seeing kind of how they were just creating things out there. Um, it's yeah, they, they, I, I can understand, particularly for someone like in Wayne Bennett's position to go and yeah, you know, take a crack at uh, building uh, another footy club. That would be that would be a really fitting capstone. To his to yeah to one of the great careers in the sport, uh, undeniably. Especially considering that, and that's how he started was mm. old, you know, after his um, uh, tenure with the Canberra, Canberra Raiders. But even then, they were a new, yeah. they were a relatively new club when he was there too. So yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's a good point. Like, mm. be very interested to see how interested he is in that because he wants to go back to Queensland. So mm-hmm. yeah, oh, well, imagine that, Coach Wayne Bennett. Captain Cameron Munster, mm. of whoever it, it is that's allowed in, that, that's that that will get the crowds back back um, for sure. Like I'll I'll admit that. Yeah. So here's a question for you, James. Do you think, uh, kind of looking at the talent level in in the league right now, mm. do you think the the sport easily, not easily, kind of a bit of a both, uh, supports uh, club number seventeen? Um, not not at this stage, mm. uh, mainly because of COVID. Um, it, it's really not, not really so much COVID, but it, no more more just the talent level overall. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. Do you think there are enough players to go around to uh, you know to a to a seventeenth club and uh, for it to be to be viable, like on the field in in short order? Not not immediately. Mm. No, no. It, 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 would, it would take. Five, five, ten years in this current environment. Mm. Sorry, where I was going with COVID was um, uh, that there isn't reserve grade while COVID's around. Oh, of course, you can really, yeah, you can really tell when a when a player steps up how much they have to work, and and it takes longer for a new player to prove themselves these days because they don't have they're not playing footy. Mm. It's only the elite squad. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. I mean, when when we're all vaccinated and back and and they're back playing week in week out across all levels of the sport, then it'll be easier for for talent to keep going. But, yeah, ugh, imagine if they bought in a new club next year and and we're still sort of half in lockdown. We're, we're going to have half, a club of players made up of, um, you know, half the player base isn't going to have played much footy across two years. So mm. that would be a scary proposition, yeah, and they line up against Penrith and Melbourne, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> 2023, they say. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. At, at the earliest, which I think only makes – which is still, you know, not too far away really. Is I, no, I guess right. these, these bits have been around for a while, but uh, – What's that, 18 months? Yeah. Effectively. So, yeah. It, uh, yeah. Um, and then with the way – with the way kind of um, – 
well, the way contracts move in the league, you, you almost have to be working a season in advance sometimes. So, yeah, That's it right. would be it would be it would be complicated. Um, I don't know what the value of a of a of a clear cap w- would be. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's one of the things that has been reiterated, kind of through the bid process, is that. Uh, each of them have been at pains to say that we, you've got to be viable at, uh, commercially, financially, immediately, because uh, the league office has made it very cl- league HQ has made it very clear to us there will be no handouts. And I, I balk a bit at that because I, I honestly believe that uh, I, I reckon expansion clubs need to be propped up in in the growth mm. phase. I think the league should be doing what it can to help ensure that that new club will be a success and i know yeah. that the rest of the the rest of the league hates that <laughs> because that that violates the sacred tenet that you should suffer as much as the rest of us and in some cases and, and, the and, new clubs and, they make them suffer more but you know it's like one of the arguments that was always made about um about you know the, the storm flouting the captain in, in, in those in those early days uh I, I have a hard time ginning up the moral outrage because I really do believe a club like that deserves concessions. Now, maybe not to the extent that they were, you know, kind of concomitantly like flouting the salary cap, but it just doesn't bother me so much. I just think that, you know, that uh, to some degree, like you've got to give, you know, it, it's like telling you, okay, you know, you, you know, you could kind of start up this new business, but we're going to kind of put these artificial hurdles in front of you as, you know, as you kind of, you know, try to, you know, kind of get the plane to take off. But that, but that has happened. I don't think they've have, have there been any expansion clubs in Australian rugby league who have gotten special or extra caps. Or I know that when don't Dragons so. and don't Dragons so. and Steelers got together, hmm. it, that they they took the carrot. I think it was seven million dollars as a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, of, of survival. Um, but yeah, it's. That's not really something that I don't think would be allowed to happen in rugby league. I think um, or rugby pretty, league central would be burnt to the ground if that happened. <laughs> or pretty much any sport. Like I, yeah. I, I would, yeah. I agree that this would be counter to almost practice in, oh. in, in any other sport I've seen. Where it strikes me that the, the the pre-existing clubs, what they do is they put artificial burden on the new clubs just to make sure. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, their 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 mentality is often the other way around. It's you know you yeah. you'll have all this kind of you know basically this new car smell to carry you through your early early years. Like it doesn't matter if you lose a lot, you know. Uh, like people will just you know, come to watch you because you're new and not here because you're novel. Um, but yeah, mm. it. Uh, yeah, I, I my my sense of it is is that if you have an expansion team that. Um, kind of five to 10 years in is, is kind of blah. That is really, that, that really hurts the league. I think it really yeah. hurts the league as a whole. Like it, uh, you're, you're it means it hasn't worked really, hasn't it? No, so. no. So I think, um, yeah. It, and if you look at kind of successful examples, um, yeah, I, 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 I hesitate to use the storm as an example because I've rarely seen an expansion side, a new side, just do so well. Like that—that's almost you'll be hard pressed to find an example in any other code in the world that uh, of a of a new team kind of succeeding to at that level right out of the gate. 
So it, it's mm-hmm. hard to kind of set that as an example for others to, to compare themselves to. So yeah, and, and and even the Broncos, like they came in oh, eighty eight. Another good example. The, A yeah, bit of their first yeah, grand final yeah. in ninety two. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Was that four years? Yeah. Was. Uh, was that a bit of an exceptional case, though, because of the team they were able to to put on the park? I'd, I'd think so, and but but realistically, thinking back, mm. all New South Wales fans were thinking, "Oh, they're just going to win the grand final every year." Um, yeah, no, but sorry, I was supporting your mm. comment about the Melbourne Storm. Like, yeah. e- even the Broncos took four years to win one, mm-hmm. but Melbourne in a grand final, what was it? Their second second year? year? They were they yeah, were third yeah. in their first. And then yeah. they won the they won the grand in, in year two, and, and they did and they did have a they did have a flat period mm. there after a while. So that it's not as if they've been dominant since they've been in the comp. But mm. yeah, you're right. Everything about that club they nailed, and and again, it was because of the squad was basically half built from the Mariners' days, and they sort of picked up half of this team that had already been playing together. A, a good squad. It's just that it was not heralded at all because that they were the bad guys in Newcastle, and yeah, <laughs> they were a good team, and someone must have known it because you now they married them up with a bunch of other players, and look what happened. They started you know, the foundations of of the the most successful club in the modern era. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a do you have a preference among uh, among the the bidders, James? Oh, I'd, um, I always only, had you picked as a bit a bit Redcliffe inclined. Yeah, yeah. I, I because I like rugby league mm. people and rugby league districts. I, I actually um I went and minded my um sister's house while she was away on holidays recently. Um, um she she lives up at Boondall and and um I, I like going and having a look at different rugby league localities. Mm. Um, just yeah. I, 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 we're in Harvey Bay a couple of years ago, and I and I went and checked out the home ground of the, um, the seagulls up there, and um, that was funny. I rocked up in my car and was taking pictures of the field, and someone was in the in the clubhouse, and they, and they came out and they asked me what I was doing. I said, um, "Just don't worry about me. I'm harmless. I'm a, I'm a nerd. Just <laughs> terror, <laughs> I'm the inside terror, sport terror attack." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at him. Um, and so I went and checked out uh, the Redcliffe setup, and mm. it's 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 set up. It's basically it's um, Campbelltown Sports Stadium yeah. in Queensland. It's just you know they what do they do? They own a supermarket. Yeah, they own a very successful leagues club, fitness center. Very yeah, fitness center. Yeah, fitness it's aquatic center. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean you know. They're ready to go, so it'd be interesting to see what happens. But, but I mean, I didn't know that the other two bids had joined forces. Yeah, so that's that's that's, w- that's prime with- fresh new, and that's not confirmed yet. Like I, there is discussion, okay, all right, um, yeah. which I think speaks a bit to the 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 strength of the the Redcliffe uh, bid. Um, yeah, the one thing I could I could yeah kind of tip in favor of them. Uh, Dolphins would be a fantastic team name to bring to the, the NRL. Although I, I've, uh, I've long been a bit inclined to, uh, to, uh, to the jets because it, it maybe is potentially one step closer to my dream of seeing the Walker brothers coach in the, in the, in the NRL, which is yeah something, something I really want to see. 
uh, I love how everyone thinks the Walker Brothers is a good idea, but they just can't crack it in the NRL. <laughs> okay, you pick them then. Oh no, they're, they're for somebody else. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see. I just, though. I just want, I just want them, I just want them to have a chance. You know, I just want, I want to see Fair this. Enough. You know, uh, short of like heading up to Queensland and like trying to getting out, getting out to you know, to, to is, is is there any you know is is the QRL covered or something like that where I can watch this this revolutionary style of uh, style of football? Uh, yeah, uh, I got, I got to yeah, see it. That. <laughs> so that's uh, that's 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 my deal but um well, yeah, day, yeah interesting interesting viewing on the on that front and we'll see kind of um you know where that goes to it's a you know it's mm. it really is a big deal like you know when you add kind of a new a new club you know to the to the comp you put down something that even if it were to disappear it, it's almost like the most memorable thing you can do uh, in terms of you know policy or kind of rules or, or whatever, you know, it's one of the you know, yeah. kind of the teams that's that's out there. And you know, even though you know the Rams or the the Mariners or uh, um, the other uh, guys, the uh, the Reds <laughs> or or the Crushers are gone. Like you know, we yeah. we still remember them. Like because you know, like yeah, yeah, it's a hard thing to forget. Yeah, who was who was the other team? Like it's. It's yeah, it's it's one thing that uh, that yeah, it, it's kind of uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it's kind of a, 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 a kind of like almost a foundation stone that you kind of put in uh, in uh, in the in the edifice of of the game for kind of for kind of all time. Like you know, when you look back when you look back at the record books, you'll always see that you know there was a team there and you know they played and they scored tries and probably didn't score enough of them because they didn't stick around. But, you know, and, and and not enough people turned up to watch them score those tries. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Things yeah. come and go, but you know, th- yeah, there's something there's something durable about about that. Absolutely. Okay. Um we thought we uh we time to move on to, to the honesty uh, session, James. And uh this one uh yeah is uh is in keeping with the uh, theme in the theme of uh kind of kind of going to new places uh through through rugby league. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, can I can I just um do a bit of a bit of uh paperwork or housekeeping, whatever you want to call it? Yes, yeah, beforehand. Um, last week we were talking about um who your favourite bush footy player was, and uh, Jason Buffier um uh, said uh, it's hard to go past Les Cleal. He played for thirteen different clubs and won the Clayton Cup at yes. least three times. This is something I was going to bring it's up too. Yeah, Stall, Scone, and uh, Tumbarumba. Um, being the rugby league experts we are, we didn't know what the Clayton Cup was. We knew that somebody out there would. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Juan Farkle, um, one of our favourite followers, um, uh, says, um, oh, got, got in touch with us and said the Clayton Cup was for the champion Bush team, usually undefeated premiers in their group from memory, uh, for best, what it's worth. Best record, I think. You, 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 oh, okay. Plainly, if, you had, if you had the best record of, out of the various kind of group, however uh, many competitions, uh, uh, yeah, you, you were awarded the Clayton Cup. And, and there you go. Definitionally, you probably would have won your own comp <laughs> because you had the best record. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so a uh, lot of undefeated fun. sides in that, in that, in that group. No. Yeah, no. yeah, that would have been a real, real dynasty cup. Yeah, uh, for what it's worth, um, Juan says um, he played in Group Thirteen when Big Les was at Tumba. Um, sadly, um, 
he says uh, my team w- uh, was not strong and we forfeited to them. Um, and then, and then Jason, um, in response to that, um, posted pages from I think what looked uh, what looked like uh, match day programs mm. uh, celebrating the seventy two winners Cobar and uh, seventy three winners Gunnedah. Um, and just as a bit of history, the Clayton Cup began back in '37 when it was won by West Tamworth. Mm. So it's yeah, look very a lot of history. Oh yeah, um, I, I, out in the bush there for sure. I did my dive into it, like because I was kind of a bit chastened by not knowing what it was <laughs> this, either. This is so typical and, of us. Yeah, ex- exactly. Nerd, so. This is this is what, this is behavior. And you know, bear in mind, dear listeners, that this used to be our jobs. Like we did yeah, this would <laughs> kind of right. come up yeah, during slow afternoons at the magazine, and yeah, we'd be like, okay, let's go find out what that is. Uh, yeah, but that? yeah, um, it, it kind of some some real amazing history. Like, uh, notice that Don Ferner won it. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, as in, sorry, as a, as a coach. Uh, and there was an yeah. interesting one there, uh, Ian Johnston, um, uh, sat, uh, took a year out from, uh, the, the city comp, uh, and went and, uh, was, was coach, maybe even captain coach of a side that, uh, was that, that won it that, uh, that particular year. So that's, actually, that's I, amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. in 1953, young. Side and young, so it uh, take a year off to go and play bush footy. I yeah, love that, it, and there you go. I, th- I thought you'd like that one, James. So, yeah, I, I, had been awesome. sa- I had been saving that one for, for you too, but uh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> but uh, no, you're, you're quite right. I was I was actually confident that uh, that uh, our uh, our our kind of Twitter following or listenership would uh, would very quickly kind of uh, yeah, kind of get us up to speed on that one. No, fantastic. Yeah, so so this week's um question was. Um, what was your all-time best footy trip away? Um, and we got some terrific responses once again. Um, starting off with Hoosh45. Um, in, in 2001, uh, he played for um, Central Queensland Uni at mm-hmm. the Queensland Uni Games um, with league as a demo sport. Um, the, the uni decided to enter um, as the, as the touch footy team as well. They got flogged, but but had great fun playing. Uh, lots of motel shenanigans, apparently. Uh, nights out, <laughs> um, including where, watching. Huh? Where was this? Where did they Where did they go to? Where were they? Where was the game? Where were the games held at that uh, that year? Um, they don't say. Which <laughs> forty five doesn't say. And I'm fine with that because whatever happens on tour, etc. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the main highlights were including watching the Alfie-inspired Origin Game Three and Series win. Ooh, um, yes. I, I, I flew up to that as a Blues fan, and uh, yeah, that was a tragic night. Awful. <laughs> Thanks for reliving those memories, Hoosh. Good stuff. Uh, uh, Disco says, um, uh, "I'm going to go for um, for a trip as a coach." Um, if that's okay, uh, uh, my Aris Eagles team from Athens yeah. playing Ser- Serbian school uh, Dorkol um, in in Sofia, Bulgaria. I, I ballsed up every name there. I'm sorry, Stu. Uh, we we had a big win, followed by big celebrations in Sofia. Uh, one of my proudest moments as a coach. I was about to say, yeah, um, of his Greek his Greek rugby league adventures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you just, oh, I never expected this question to go there, but mm. that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Dwight, um, used to love the trips down from, from the country to grand final weekends as a kid uh, in between 75 and 84. Uh, Mum and dad always let me bring a mate along, staying in a hotel, doing stupid kid things, 
having a big day at the grand final and then the Monday off school as um, there was the travel home day the following day. Some great memories. Um, thanks, Jay. Uh, Steve says uh, the Auckland Nines in 2015, fantastic atmosphere. Sideshow Bob scoring in the corner in extra time. Oh, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, Pursuit um, says Lady Hoppy and I drove five hours from Auckland to Napier to, um, in air quotes, spend a long weekend at the vineyard, uh, which coincidentally enough happened on the same weekend uh, the Dragons played Melbourne in a preseason game, stumbled across other diehard Red V fans along the way, mm. and the rest is all a blur. <laughs> There's a theme here, isn't there? <laughs> Very good. Courtney says, uh, I'd say it would have to be this year's Magic Round, mine and Lachlan's first time to Suncorp Stadium, mm. and it didn't disappoint. Yeah, that was a great weekend. Uh, Magic Round, oh, fantastic. Uh, Rooster, R-E-W-S-T-E-R, uh, says game one of the 2018 Origin Series at the MCG. Um, I'm a Blues fan who flew down from Sydney and went to the game with my Queensland supporting cousin who lives in Melbourne. Uh, the, Bl the Blues won. The atmosphere was great, and my cousin lives near the stadium, so we walked to her place afterwards. That's one of the best um, aspects of a game of footy. That the shorter the time it takes to get to get home, <laughs> the better the night. <laughs> Have you heard um, Mark Marin talk about how him and his mate went to a, to a Stones concert mm. once? No. Yeah, no. he said that they they got out of the out of the car park and and beat everybody home. Like that was the highlight of the night. <laughs> <laughs> you should listen. It's on Netflix. It's on his one of his shows on Netflix. It's fantastic. You just listen to it and you think that's what getting old is like. <laughs> like yeah. It really is true. Like I think there was um yeah. what was it? There was one uh I can't even remember what the event was we went to at uh, at Stadium Australia. I refuse to call that anything else. Um, and I don't know if you were there. We were, we were kind of were together for that one. But I was just mm -hmm. dreading it because, like, we're just not going to get out of here, you know. In any was that in the soccer that we went? Might to? have been the soccer. Might have been that. Um, I don't think so. Whoa. Might have been. I got you to say soccer. On yeah. <laughs> might have. Might have been. I can say soccer. I don't. I don't mind it. You know. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not one of those. Uh, that was that. That was that night when um, that Iran player got injured and was stretched off the field. And as soon as he crossed the line, he got up magically, and he wasn't injured anymore. And and our editor Graham Sims was sitting next to me, and I said, "That's outrageous! That is a uh, joke! Is that that's unbelievable? Was that ever ever happened before?" And, this, and his response was, "Happens every game, mate." This topic <laughs> just came up when I was talking with my wife the other day. We'll have to save it for for another time. Fair enough. You know, this is oh, yeah. this is you one of my long three hour special yeah, yeah, talking points. Yeah. But anyhow, um, no, I, I I don't believe it was. Um, I can't even remember now. But I every time I dread like how the hell are we going to get out of out of Homebush, and yep. when it can you get down to it, it's not that bad. Or it has it not. Isn't. You're it right. has not ever been that bad for me. Um, no, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, might, might, it, might be the case. Might, might be the case for other people, but uh, yes, there's uh, that's 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 definitely the case. How do you how do you when you go home from um from jeez, uh, oh, what's it called now? The one that doesn't exist, SFS. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, do you do you do you just walk out and walk home, or do you? Uh, how would you how would you uh, get out of there? Now, well, do you catch, catch the NRL's rail. helicopter home, James? <laughs> No, 
the light rail. I think of any excuse I can to catch the light rail. I'll go in the opposite direction of where I'm going <laughs> just so I can catch that thing. I, I, I love like, it. I like my son. He likes the, he likes the light rail. <laughs> oh, does he? Oh, good on you. You've got a good system down there in Canberra. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's magnificent. Um, and it goes straight past the stadium now, mm. so it's all good. Just no, shifting what, what, crowds, what really. back in the day without the, without the light rail? Um, uh, I'd have to... I'd wait forever and then get a bus that um, went along Anzac Parade. The buses would be just packed for hours, hours and hours and hours. So half the time I'd end up walking back. Yeah, I was about to say you could, about you, know, you could you could walk yeah. back relatively easy. I would have. <laughs> Although the the better option would be go to Entertainment Quarter, get something to eat and some drinks, and then get a taxi back at. 11 o'clock or midnight whenever you wrap up. <laughs> it's just the- That's probably, yeah, the, the truth comes out at the end. Yeah. Um, Ross Martin says uh, uh, he's not a fan of taking supporter buses to away games, but the 03 grand final was an exception. Uh, shared that trip with my daughters and the return journey to Panthers Club was brilliant. Mm. Uh, crowds were lining all the way along Mulgoa Road from the M4. It was just a, just chaotic at the club. Fantastic, Ross. Um, Andrew Mado says, going to Queensland to play for the first time. We all got very, very drunk the night before our first game. That'll help. <laughs> uh, played with a mammoth hangover on a stinking hot day. Our trainer put brown musket um, instead of water in, in a bottle as a random lesson to each of us. <laughs> it doesn't say whether he played better or worse with that. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, Chuck Oblivion says the 09 GF. Um, there was my mate in Sydney and myself from the Gold Coast. Another mate flew down from Hamilton Island, and another, a Storm fan, um, was be- was between coming from Taiwan en route to Houston. Uh, we all met up the morning of at Homebush and had a blast watching footy and drinking. Taiwan en route to Houston, and they ended up where? <laughs> at uh, Homebush. At Homebush. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It doesn't have That's to. Going in the opposite direction. <laughs> That's what I mean. Maybe just liked catching airplanes. Going the long way around. That sounds like a Steve Masco um, type schedule. You know, like you know. You, yeah, it is, you, isn't it? You fly somewhere. You're there for a day. Then you came. Then you know. You, <laughs> yeah. Just so that the rest fl- of us can read about. Up there, goes out to Billy. Manchester, drives back, and he's there for a day <laughs> from Sydney. Also, that that event can be. Um, it can be uh, recorded for, for future history. Mm. Um, Juan Fuckles says, as a fan, um, travelled to the MCG for that game between Saints and the Storm uh, with a few fellow sufferers. Uh, walking back into town after the humiliation, a few random locals asked the score. 70 to 10, we replied. Geez, that storm is shit, was the response. <laughs> we took that as a win. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Well done, Juan. You got out of that one, mate. <laughs> this is a, a lovely story. Um, it's um, yeah, so 2015 Pacific Test on the Gold Coast. Mm. Uh, the bro and I were visiting the parents. Um, we asked Dad um, and the brother if they wanted to go because tickets were cheap for a day at the footy. Uh, the atmosphere at Seabus was almost spiritual. The crowd was singing, cheering fiercely, and everyone was so nice to Dad. Um, anytime, <laughs> anytime he went to get up, someone offered to go and get whatever he needed. 
except most of the time it was, it was for the bathroom. <laughs> Um, the only atmosphere that's rivaled that was the, um, I'm assuming the Sharks GF, uh, but it was a different feeling there. Um, thanks, Ash. Fantastic. Uh, Macca, um, from Newcastle, you're able to get a package to go to Sydney for the Saturday and Sunday semis at the SFS. Um, I was tackled by Jason Taylor in a pub at 7am on Sunday morning, which was unlucky because he hadn't made um, many tackles in the previous 24 hours. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, and two more. Carsten Broom, Camp New. Is that how you say that? Yes, it is. In, yes, I nailed it. Camp New in Barcelona, watching Catalan Dragons versus Wigan. Oh, um, great. Yeah, yeah. That was a big event a couple of years ago. And Mrs. Meh, um, being part of the Sid Fogg's convoy following the team bus. Um, out of Newey with fans lining the streets en route to the um, F3, going down to the SFS in 01 to watch the Knights beat the Sharks in the prelim to make the grand final. Absolute scenes. Yeah, that's um, Sid Fogg's. That's an institution for for league away games. Like, it's, it's the uh, first sign of a Knights away game, <laughs> the nine or ten Sid Fogg's buses. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, thanks very much, everyone. That, that were great answers again. It's a good segment. I love it. Are you gonna uh, you're gonna nominate your uh, your favorite trip? Um, I, I don't travel. I don't travel for league, so you know I expect league to come to me. That's right. So that's right. Oh, my one was everyone's heard about it. The, yes. Um, month long two thousand World Cup hardcore tour. It was called. Um, I'm still recovering from from that, and it was 21 years ago. Is that so. the one where Russia got flogged? Um, yeah, that was the one that Russia got flogged. Did you see that? At game? yeah, yeah, we, we were there. Yeah, we <laughs> saw all the Aussie games. Ryan Girdler scored like 65 points or something. It was, <laughs> and we're there, um, and there's hardly anybody else there. Well, there were. The crowd was 2,000 people or something at, at Gloucester, mm. and um, there's about 150 or 200 of us there. And one of the people from our our tour group says, we're basically rent-a-crowd, aren't we? That's all we are. <laughs> God, that's hard. Yeah. I know, I know. But um, that would be the, yeah, that would be the, the the main one. But an actual game would be a couple of years ago, I went down to um, Wollongong to watch, I think it was, um, it was Australia versus New Zealand Test. That was that. It was the last test. one at the, yeah. Just beautiful, warm weather, last game of the, of the entire season and it was su- just such a great atmosphere to the whole place, so cruisy and, and yeah, there was no, yeah, the, the, what one of the best days out of, of the footy I've had, I reckon. So, yeah, that would be my nomination. Yep. Very, for sure. Very nice. Thank you again uh, for, for all those uh, for all those memories. Uh, it... Uh, um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, the, the where kind of the the places the game can take you. It um, absolutely. It, it's it's interesting how yeah, particularly in the in the sense of the places you might never go <laughs> if it weren't for the fact that uh, that you know the, the footy's being played there. It uh, I've always That's found right. you know kind of the uh, yeah the capacity of um, of uh, of any sport uh, any sport to do that. But uh, yeah. 
Uh, just want to move along to uh, things uh, things we we might have forgotten or uh, things that you just yep. want to bring up, James. Um, yeah, uh, or uh, things we're looking forward to. Um, what have uh, what do you got for us um, this week? Well, there's three big events in the year. There's the start of the season, and there's the Origin period, mm. and then there's the Grand Final. And then for, as a Panthers fan, there's uh, Panthers versus Tigers games. Oh, here we go. Now, I, I never, never really – I've always I've always thought the hatred was more on the Tigers' side mm. than the Panthers' side. So it's, it's all because of Ivan and that magnificent squad that he built for the Tigers before he left, which, which the Tigers fans don't really appreciate. They're <laughs> <laughs> still blaming Ivan for, for that. Mm. Um, and then there's a bit of a nuance that's developed, especially this year, and it's an it's an interesting take. Um, the Tigers beat the Panthers earlier on this year uh, when Penrith had eight players out or seven seven players out for Origin, and I think um, uh, we had another one suspended. So it was we're absolutely decimated, and the Tigers beat Penrith. Uh, quite rightly, um, and they celebrated very, you know, with, with a lot of passion and enthusiasm, um, leaving all us Panthers fans to say, well, big deal, we had a lot of players out. And I've noticed in the lead-up to this week's game, the Tigers have turned the table. Tigers fans have started saying, we've got a lot of players out too, just remember. So it, before you get carried away with your 60 nil win that you're going to have, we've got a lot of players out this time as well. And I just want to acknowledge them before I get too carried away on Twitter in case we do have a big win or a win at all. Uh, James Tamau, Adam Dewey, um, Asu Kapoa, Dane Laurie, Kelma Chuilagi, Luke Garner and Russell Packer, the Tigers injuries for this this week. And those players aren't going to be there. So just full-on public acknowledgement of the Tigers injury plight. That's all. <laughs> what if, God, I'm hoping they win now. Like just to, you know. <laughs> so not even the Tigers. But I like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, not, I'm not conservative in life, but I like everything to run according to plan. But occasionally I like to see what would happen if something wrong happened and some I want the Tigers to win this game just to see the result, just to see the reaction. It'll be it'll be like bragging uh, rights yeah, forever. A, you know, a glitch in the matrix, you know. <laughs> That's right. A flaw in the yeah. simulation. <laughs> so anyway, Tigers Panthers mate in a nutshell. That's what I'm looking forward to. It's not a rivalry, James. You were trying to convince me earlier it was a rivalry, but you know. <laughs> Don't don't don't, the, don't both teams have to kind of like you know be good <laughs> to form a good rivalry? Yeah, there you go. You've just won over all the Tigers fans. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Um, either uh, that, or, either your, that, or sectarianism. There's your there's your two options. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of that going on. Yeah. Um, what are you looking forward to or what have we missed? What's your uh, yeah. contribution? Just, just the one thing I wanted to kind of bring up this week uh, was mm. uh, the report in uh, City Morning Herald this morning about a potential uh, rule change um, because the game is not fast and free-flowing enough. Uh, the Innovation Committee, do you, know, do you know the Innovation Committee? 
Yeah, no. like Junior Pierce's no. Junior Pierce's Innovation Committee at the uh, well, at the league. What would it? Junior Pierce is your mate, isn't footy. he? Yeah, he's your yeah, mate. He's your mate, isn't he? Don't, don't you hang out with he's him a- all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so much anymore. Junior more, Pierce. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, has I'd, proposed. I'd say he's got a lot, lot higher company to hang out than me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, the prof, meaning the prof. Uh, the yeah, they've, they've proposed uh, making all uh, all kicks that go in touch uh, into uh, uh, the uh, the following set to be uh, seven tackle sets. Uh, they want to discourage yeah you know, the kind of teams just kicking the ball out to to slow the game down. Uh, this one, of course, um, kind of uh, came um, came as. Uh, Kind of intriguing to me because naturally this they'll they'll be just generalizing the rule for uh, for what happens uh, if you kick the ball out over uh, over the end line and naturally uh, yeah, any th- rule that pertains to the ball going dead in goal is one that interests me <laughs> for, <laughs> for for quite obvious reasons. So um, so we'll have to change the name of the show to um, in touch. The in touch, the in touch <laughs> yeah. rugby league podcast. <laughs> it's actually not bad. <laughs> the out of touch rugby you, league podcast is probably. So, so, what do you think of the? What do you actually think of the rule change? What do you think of it? I for for or against? Yeah. I, I, I I'm a bit conflicted. I I think um, I think the whole six against stuff was really good to kind of like try and bend the game away from from the wrestle. Uh, and I think they've succeeded largely. I think they've succeeded spectacularly. I mean, you look at kind of how much more dynamic the game is with the point totals that are being rung up. The, the thing that um, that that I would uh, uh, point out that I think, I, you know, even if it's just my intuition saying this and not really any evidence, uh, mm. it strikes me that uh, the 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 game is more dynamic in the way the score can move now. Which is to say, that if you're uh, uh, you know for for years at least in the, in the past even past couple of decades, I've found that if a team falls behind by more than two scores, I've just, I just write them off. I don't think they can come back from that, you know, in a, in a game of rugby league, but no, that's certainly not the case anymore. You know, you can rally uh, from, uh, from much more, much larger deficits uh, than that. Uh, I think that was uh, the case with, uh, with the Panthers just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, So um, same token, I do have some skepticism towards just making league a game of uh, of running around with the ball. You know what I mean? Like I I do like some more kind of uh, I do like a strategic layer to the game that you can that you have with with a kicking game or with well you know set pieces are pretty much effectively gone from the game. Um, so yeah, there was. Yeah, there was, there was. It's just kind of a, a very kind of natural skepticism about that. Um, I guess the thing that kind of I find gobsmacking is that they they were talking about trialing this rule in uh, in in an upcoming round twenty five match, which is going to be between two sides that aren't going to make the finals. So the idea is, yeah, it's a no consequence game. So let's just. <laughs> Let's just try this rule. Yeah, yeah, on for size in this one, which gets me to think, what? Yeah, in these no consequence games at the end of the year, like what could you do? Like, I was just, 
yeah, play play you know, unlimited tackle one year, like you know, just a really kind of real novelty. Let's just let's just bend all the rules for, for this one, you know, throw forward passes, you know, like you know. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they take eight, eight, advantage eight, eight of point, those eight point games. tries, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting. I mean, I must I must admit I, I must admit I, I surprised myself because a lot of the rule changes lately I really liked. I like I like the two point goal from you know from uh, from what is it forty out or, or, or what have you. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I like all of that, but this one—that's why I guess I was surprised by this one. That uh, maybe it's so minor that it won't, yeah, it won't, won't kind of amount to, yeah, to to anything. But you know, by the same token, like we we talk about how you know, you know the game is becoming like really punishing on these guys and having to go up and down, and and you know, it, it now you're kind of trying to eliminate the uh, kind of options of you know, trying to kick the ball out and stop the clock. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I don't know. I, I think the spirit that the spirit, mm. the, that that's motivating the change is, is kind of, is kind of, is kind of a, is, is a good one, but yeah, I, I don't know what the, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what, what the outcome mm. might be. Again, maybe, maybe I'm just overthinking. I think maybe, maybe it'll be some uh, minor that, uh, that it won't, uh, won't have a huge kind of uh, ripple impact. Certainly not to the extent that the, the six again has has had. What, what, I, what, I reckon. What, uh, no, I was just going to say. I reckon um, it would take away one of the greatest skills and accomplishments that there is in, in rugby league. Mm. Like to to nail um, to nail a forty twenty. That's oh, no, you're still going to have those. They're not. They're not getting rid of those. But yeah, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, in any kind of just yeah. Any kind of like game killing kick, uh, yeah, is 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 yeah is going to be followed by a seven tackle set. Yeah, they're normally they're normally done by um, teams at the end of games mm. where you're just trying to wind the clock down. And I suppose this is going to see is this going to see the clock stop? So yeah, you can, you'd sort of. It's a bit of a moot tactic, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you know they. What's the rule now? Yeah. I mean, do they? It's it's um, no, it is stopped, isn't it? So it. Uh, I don't know. Actually, <laughs> here we go again. Yeah. We're going to need. We're going to lean. <laughs> we're going to lean on the audience to, yeah, to tell us. That, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Us, we're we're, we're shutting down our Twitter. <laughs> shutting down our Twitter for this week. You can't. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, it gets discussion going, doesn't it? Mm. Did the article said um, thinking about trialing or and then. As soon as an article like that goes up, the whole world blows up, and, and yeah, it's it's. I love it when this sort of stuff happens. It's uh, you what? You're changing the rules again. It's like yeah, no, they're probably just going to see what happens, and there must be a scandal. going to be there must be a scandal coming. So you know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> about Conspir- to erupt. Conspiracy. Trying to, trying to you know just go to distract away from you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I just wish they had bought this rule in. In uh, 1990, in the grand final, because Ricky Stewart destroyed Penrith with his, with his kicking game, absolutely destroyed us. So, well, maybe it's, this um, a thousand years too late. <laughs> maybe this connects back. Uh, maybe this connects back to the anti-Penrith conspiracy that's going on. Because you know, uh, Joy Johns, you know, of course, wrote earlier in the week that he thought Nathan Cleary was going to become the greatest of all time, and for the mm. reason that uh, yeah, his his kicking game was uh, was the most. Uh, it was it was the most dangerous since since Ricky Stewart's. So you know, James, it's all just a conspiracy to try to deprive you know Penrith 
of uh, of another kind of weapon they have in their arsenal. <laughs> no, but the, the NRL loves Penrith. They're trying to make them win. Haven't you been on Twitter lately? <laughs> no, no, very good. Not a, not enough. Not enough. Plainly, that's right. Well, um, excellent. I think that, I think that's it. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks again for uh, for listening. Uh, sorry for for being uh, about a day or two late uh, uh, this week. Um, kind of life intervening, but um, yeah, we'll uh, be back again uh, next week. Uh, finals, yeah, kind of uh, very much uh, uh, upon us soon. Um, yeah, we will watch on, uh, see who nails down this uh, final uh, uh, finals place, and. Uh, yeah, see what kind of yeah kind of kooky rules they can kind of <laughs> install in all these non consequence games, uh, you know, uh, and uh, keep up to that. Uh, James, thanks uh, thanks for joining uh, me again. Uh, yeah, and we'll no see you next week. Jeff, <laughs> all good.